Okay, okay welcome, welcome to another, another edition, edition of The Point of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the podcast. Uh, I am here in the lovely Steel, Steel City. City. My name's Kevin, Kevin Craig. And I'm Steve DiMaselli in the Pacific Northwest, the snowy Pacific Northwest. How much, How much did, you did you get? I think I like, we have four inches around my neck of the woods, but I guess like Portland Airport got like ten and a half inches. It's like the, the wow. snowiest day since uh, since 1943 or something like that in Portland. I, I was going to say, yeah, they, they don't strike me as having a lot of snow, right? No, they don't. I mean, so this is um, this is a pretty legitimate snow. So um, last year the last year we we had a snow day because I, I my wife and I both work at the schools out here. Um, uh, so we had a snow day and there was literally a half inch of snow on the ground. Like it was. Uh, <laughs> It was absolutely absurd. Like today, uh, today we had off and we earned it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it was, uh, there was a lot of snow. And and meanwhile, and this is, uh, this is going into my, uh, um, uh, my, my time on the couch. So we can just, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the, uh, the, the, oh, the, no, the no. actual safe space today, no, you no, know, no, because no. I'm just going to go into rant. Oh, not. You want me to rant? Yeah, yeah but, but this, this is, is my, my favorite, favorite minute and a half is... is when you were on the couch, the couch. So, so I want I you want to, to okay. I want you to go, go for it. it. This can be part of however you want to do it. But Steve right. safe space. Fine. fine. Okay. All right. That's fine. So it, it's yeah. going to be short, short and sweet this week. But uh, I'm just you guys are getting. I mean, I'm looking at the Pittsburgh weather, and you guys are getting like it, it's it's like you know May at this point. You know, you guys have this beautiful February, and here I am getting this garbage Western Pennsylvania weather. <laughs> out here in, uh, in, in, in a place where it's not even really supposed to snow. And, uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's unfair. It's just really, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling cheated right now. Let's put it that way. So, but, um, but yeah, that said, um, that's, that's really all I got. So I, I started to, I started my, my, my couch session before we even, you know, got started, you know, but before it was time. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much ready to go. So that's, that's, that's my, that's my couch. That's my rant. As, As always, Steve, Steve uh, I, I'm paying a hundred percent attention to you. And, and I agree I with you that, that it is, it is odd, odd that it seems as if Portland and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh have switched, switched their weather and you were actually getting February esque weather. Yeah. Whereas we may be getting more of like a late March, early April Portland weather. But I just, I just wanted to, want say, to say that, that as, as always, always, I'm listening to you. Wait, what the hell just happened? Yep. yep. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All right. So I want to start. I want to introduce a new segment now that we are into the spring training. How do you do? You, do, you, do you want me to, to to run it out and and explain what what the thoughts are on it? Absolutely. Okay. So. You go from most most off seasons. You go from virtually no news to just absolute melodrama in the early stages of spring training. Really, early stages through, you know, maybe like the the la- until the last two weeks of camp. You still don't get real stories. You get just kind of you know everybody's like chomping at the bit to report something, so they're reporting just absolute nonsense, you know. Um, but so what we're going to do for the duration of spring training is we're going to uh we're we're going to do a segment called uh um oh crap what was i going to call it <laughs> 
totally forgot what I was going to call it. So I, I believe it's just, it, I think it's just spring training minutia. I think it's just pretty much, or this week in spring training minutia. That's, there it is. There's the title. I got around to it eventually. So this week in spring training minutia. So do you want to go, uh, go, go ahead first and share your spring training minutia? Sure. sure. Um, so mine is a picture that was kind of going around on the Twitter sphere and it was, Rich Hill, Rich Hill uh, holding a baseball, baseball showing apparently a grip to uh, Oviedo as they were sitting on the bench eating some sunflower seeds. And it's just like one of those classic spring training stories. You know, you have no idea if Rich Hill was saying, now this is the ball that I used to throw at a homeless guy one time in Milwaukee. This is the grip I used and I bounced it right off his head. You have no, no idea. idea, but Oviedo's sitting there eating it up, and, and the, the, the caption that everyone was saying is, wow, look at this leadership that the Pirates haven't had in a long time. And, and yeah, yeah, I've wanted that, that uh, I've, been I've been stumping for that A.J. Burnett red ass, ass to come in and kind of bring bring, bring some, some leadership, leadership to the, the staff, staff like we had back in the mid-2010s, and maybe Rich Hill is that guy. But, but it's, it's not, not as, as if people, people were just out there just like, like man, I wish I someone would teach me how to throw a changeup. Change you know, I wish I there was there some was old guy, guy here. here. Um, so, so it's just it's like those kind of things, things that, that, you know, you know if this was July, July, Rich Hill would basically, basically be putting, putting uh, a big giant, giant piece of bubblegum on Oviedo's hat instead in the dugout. But now he's showing him the grip and everyone's losing their mind about leadership. So I, I, I just on a, a really, really quick aside, but um, there's worse pitchers if you're a homeless person to have throw balls at you than Rich Hill. Right, right. Just exactly. Saying. exactly. If, if I were homeless, he's he's one of the first uh, pitchers that I would choose to have thrown thrown at my head, you know? Yeah, yeah so. I, I think a, a, a 66 a mile per hour Ephus isn't going to hurt as much as getting drilled with a 102. A rolled his chat on fastball. It would still sting. Oh, it would oh, still, still sting, sting, but, you know. Not too bad. But anyway, all right. So my minutia for this week is the uh, is is the folks that have been talking about Jared Triolo getting some reps in at first base. I mean, I get it. You, with, uh, with O'Neill Cruz throwing, you know, 99-mile-an-hour heaters in the dirt... You've got to have somebody that has an adequate ability to field the position at first base. And by all accounts, Triolo's a, a, a pretty good guy there, um, you know, at third base. And, you know, the hot corner, you know, would probably translate pretty well to O'Neill Cruz um, chucking it across the diamond at you. But that being said, I'm not really sure if this is much of a story you know I mean the guy's not ideal for first base um you know I mean he he picked up with the bat a little bit towards the end of last season I think the uh, August and September he was you know probably OPSing at an uh, over age at in Altoona um you know at, at around a 900 clip but I mean that doesn't necessarily give me much confidence that he's actually going to be able to hit at the f- at the major league level and first base defense, O'Neill Cruz be, uh, be what he is. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's more important to the pirates than it is an average team, but it is not 
what you should be prioritizing. You know, um, he might be better served if he just remains a third baseman versus if he becomes some kind of a Michael Chavis-esque, um, you know, uh, receiver at at first base for O'Neill Cruz. There, there's just been this whole subset of people who are like, oh, man. Jared, Jared Triola is like dark, dark horse, horse of, the, of the whole pirate system. And I've just, just never, never seen it. Seen it. Uh, there's, there's just not, not enough power in that bat, bat for me. And, and, you know, I've heard the, the, the things about his defense as well. But, but I, I just, I just, <laughs> just think, like, wow, we have we another Cabrian Hayes on our hands. hands. That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I think it'll be a fine backup. Like, I, I don't have any issue with that. And I don't think his glove is nearly on the level of Key Brian Hayes. So, I mean, like, oh, you yeah. know, he's not going to challenge. He's not going to challenge him or anything like that for, for right, supremacy right. at third. Um, you know, but, you know, and he actually might hit a little bit better than than Hayes if Hayes doesn't break out a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't really – he's a little old for where he's been performing – um, and really two months of, of solid baseball at the end of last season does not necessarily a prospect make, but I, I mean, I think he's a solid backup. Like, I mean, I, and I have no problem with them working versatility, but at the same time, I'm not really interested in reading stories about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just, uh, the start, start of training, training camp. camp. There's, There's always, always that, that, that one guy, guy that's like the like breakout, breakout, you know, or, Hey, this, hey, this guy's, guy's this guy this hit, hit four hundred like Kevin Newman did that one year. This is it. This is Kevin Newman's year, year. and, and you know, every, every year people, people fall for the same thing about spring training. Spring training, spring training stats, stats absolutely, absolutely do not matter. matter. Stop, Stop caring about them. them. Mm-hmm. So, so there you there go. go. That'll be the, the you'll save that for future minutia when when somebody's you know through five games of spring training you know hitting like six hundred you can yeah you can bring that one up so yeah, yeah. like, like Tamar Johnson's gonna go on a heater and hit like seven twenty and people are like ah, why are they sending him down yeah why yeah, are they sending him is there a chance he could start with majors no he just got the right to vote I think like six months ago so. He's, he's, he's not, not ready. ready so. God, I'm, I'm so, so grumpy, grumpy tonight. tonight. That's uh, This is good. This is good material for our listeners. So I, I, I've been like, I'm like, like upbeat, upbeat the past, past couple, couple weeks. weeks. And I don't know. Yeah. I thought those shows were good. but You've been saving. Man, yeah. You know, there's a cranky, cranky works, upbeat works. It really doesn't matter. It just, it I, just I, works. I got a I got lot of gears. gears so. Good. So, yeah. yeah. All, All right. right so, so, uh. You want to kind of put a bow tie on last week's discussion about uh, short and long-term outlooks? Yeah, we kind of ended it abruptly because we were running out of time for the episode, but uh, I still wanted to kind of follow up and and chat a little bit more about that. So again, last week we ran through the uh, Pirates, you know, system and, and what's available at the major league level and kind of looked at what the plan position by position should be for the near and long term. Um, and, and I think a lot of this this wrap up is stuff that we've already kind of known. Um, but I think, it, you know, after doing this exercise, it was really, really, you know, abundantly apparent uh, to me at, at this point. So the first one that I want to talk about is uh, pitching depth. And I know that you mentioned this um, as as one of the things that you thought was interesting about the staff. And I, I think I think we might actually start seeing some of that pitching depth. 
um, you know, that deep rotation and those options that have no chance of really pushing it to the majors um, or that they're, they're stuck or they're blocked. I think we could see that already this year um, come June, July. You know, um, there's going to be some guys like Mike Burroughs, Quinn Priester, they could both have great spring trainings. I mean, neither of them really has much of a chance of breaking camp, not necessarily even because of, you know, Super 2 and arbitration. I mean, that has a huge part of, you know, what their motivation is, but there's just not really, I, I don't see room on the roster for them at the moment. You know, there's other guys they're going to try out here first, but um, other strength of the system is obviously second base and catching options. And, you know, I, I hopefully one or two of those guys can convert to another position uh, because, you know, there's there's still some they are thin at other places, particularly in the outfield. Um, so if somebody can jump out that way, you know, whether it's um, uh, Juwan Bay, whether it's Henry Davis, um, you know, anybody, Nick and Gonzalez is, you know, if somebody can move to the outfield from that group. It would definitely be pretty helpful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, almost I'm almost wondering, wondering if, if we might even see, see them flirt, flirt with a six man rotation. rotation. Uh, in the, the second, second half, half of the season. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I they, mean definitely they definitely brought, brought some people, people in with the intent of pumping up their value and trading them. them. Sure. Uh, Vince Velasquez, Velasquez immediately, immediately springs, springs to mind. To mind. Uh, they, it, it seems, seems like that's, that's their Quintana, Quintana candidate of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I still I think that they're going to want to keep around like a Rich Hill for that, you know, that leadership so they can teach everybody how to throw a change up or EFIS pitch 64 miles an hour or, you know, properly throw some sunflower seeds, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, Um, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think they should trade. I mean, like Rich Hill, like bring him in, let him be part of this unit for the entire year. Um, If, if, if the team's gelling around him and he's still pitching well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back again next season. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that 100%. What I like that they did at the beginning of last year was they did a lot of piggybacking through May. Um and then they kind of went away. They kind of got away from it, but I thought that was fairly successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that might have been that they just had hot garbage in the rotation last year. Um but I did think that that allowed some people to pitch up. I mean, I think that was Will Crow, I think was really the main beneficiary of that uh yeah. of, of that plan. I think, I think some, some of that, that might have been might coming, have been coming off, off of 2021. Um, sure, sure. That's true, too. You know, you know in, in, in 2020, 2020 they lost all those innings, innings and they, and they were, still were still starting to build up in 2021. 2021. I don't think uh, everyone, everyone was 100%, 100% stretched out, per se. Per se. I, don't, I don't know. I, I might yeah, be. you might be right. I, I think I that, seems, that seems really plausible. But I'm just really excited about... This, this wave, wave that, that, that you and I have been talking talk about, about it. I, always I always call, call it the critical mass of talent. Yep. Uh, and, and I, I really, really think, think that not everybody is going to hit. hit. Right. No, nobody nobody ever, ever, you don't get, you don't get five prospects, prospects that all reach their 100%, 100% outcome. outcome. Not a chance, yeah. The law of averages says that out of Burroughs, Priester, I'm going to put Ortiz in that category, Henry Davis, and Andrew Rodriguez. If we're calling those the five key call-ups this year, I'm going to hazard to say that two to three of them are going to be, I'm going to say one of them is going to be an outright star. 
two are going to be above average, and then you're going to have one to two that might be a little bit below average. Now the trick is you don't know which one is which. Right. But if you're talking about getting three very competent young players up here starting in June, then that's how I think the Pirates are going to deepen the lineup, flirt with the playoffs this year, um, and then I, I honestly believe that you know they can make the playoffs next year. There you go. Back to Cherry Kevin again. Yeah. Back to Cherry yeah. Kevin. Just I'm like that. Go. We just had to stop talking about first base defense, and now you're happy again. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's it. it. I'm sure it'll last. So with with Ortiz, um, you know, I I do think there's one of the weaknesses in the system there too, and I think he's one of the few people that. I think has a big upside in the rotation. And that means like typical frontline starter upside. You know, I I think, you know, we talked in that the rundown last week that I think his upside is as a number two, his fallback is very high ceiling in that he could be an elite relief pitcher. Um, But that being said, you know, he's really the only one that's got that, uh, that, that kind of upside. I mean, you don't, I mean, I know you love Burroughs, but you're not, you're not slotting him in for a one or two, are you? No, he's a, he's a three. Yeah, you said he's a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So he's, so, so he's just one of those, those mass of players that they have that look more like threes through fives, you know? Um, And again, that, you know, that if, if they can have guys that are roughly threes, you know, one through five, again, that, that's, that's fine. I mean, it, it, it stinks if you're going into a one game playoff series against, you know, a massive ace and a wild card, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, but at the same time though, um, you know, and that's, that's part of the issue with uh, the other weakness is they only have one first overall pick this year. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, Cruz and Dollander are both players at positions that they sorely, sorely, sorely need, uh, corner outfield and front of the rotation, but they can only have one of those. So they kind of have to pick their poison. And I mean, I know, like I said, we're, we're, we're set up perfectly for some interesting shows as we approach the draft, as we are, you know, on opposing polarities of that, uh, of that argument. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's that's one of the issues. Like, I, I'd love it if they had the, the one and the two in this year's draft. That would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to toss another uh, flirtation, flirtation into the mix. Wyatt, Wyatt Langford, Langford. Uh, also, also a corner outfielder, outfielder from, from Florida. Florida. Um, very, very comparable, comparable profile, profile to Cruz. Cruz. So, so just another guy that I'm going to pretend I know a lot about. about. Um and be really excited if they potentially uh, draft him one one. Is he so? So is he the uh, the the save money, uh, spend hard? You know, later in the draft option is that kind of what he would profile as at this point? I haven't heard anything yet from anybody uh, about about demands. Like I don't know who's who has who agents or excuse me, right. advisor. Um, so I'm not really sure that yet. Uh, and again, uh, again huge, huge caveat, caveat. We, we just, just last, last week passed week Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day and the draft, draft isn't until sure. July. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's another name that's been kind of tossed into the mix there, there. Which, which also, also shows, shows there's not like that, that clear-cut Bryce, Bryce Harper, Harper type, type floating around at one Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So, but we do, I mean, the good news is, though, is we do have actual college baseball has, has started. So they're, they're, yeah, we're going to start having some numbers and we'll see some movers and shakers there. So, um, could be interesting. So, uh, do you want to talk about Brian Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. We, we've, we alluded to the fact that they, that he and the pirates have sort of, well, maybe not kissed and made up yet, but they're at least going to. They're going to live together. They're going to continue to cohabitate, and they're going to uh, to to you know, you know, they're going to ride the lease out at the very least at this point, and you know, they're live in together. separate rooms. Yeah, they're staying yeah, together. Well, you think they're staying? Yeah, well, they're, they're, you're right. They're staying together, but it's still still might be a little. You know, they're they're not really to commit, <laughs> willing to commit to the full term at this point. You know, the long term. Yeah, yeah. But um, but there are you know, I, I mean, Brian Reynolds did leave the door open, and we talked a little bit about that last week. So. Um, I like the uh, I like the idea of 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 them getting back to the table. It sounds like negotiations are possible. So we wanted to talk a little bit about what a our version of the Brian Reynolds deal would look like. Because I think somehow somehow we never actually talked about this. Like we I think we hinted at it, but I don't think we ever actually like threw out concrete numbers. Did we? Uh, I feel like, I feel we, like did, we did because I remember. Did we? Talking, talking a lot, a lot about, about Brandon, Brandon Nimmo's, Nimmo's contract. contract. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, you know, obviously, obviously that, was that was a pure free agent, agent deal, deal, whereas uh, uh, you get a couple, get a couple bonus, bonus years and you get to, to pay Brian Reynolds a little, a little bit under market value. value. Um, so, so, but, but correct, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong, this is off the top of my head, head but I believe, I believe Nimmo, Nimmo was coming in at about $22 million a year. I think it's something in that neck of the woods. But I also think Nimmo's a little bit of an overpay, though, too. Um, Well, 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 yeah. yeah, But uh, if you look at it, just based on WRC+, Plus, he's right there, if not above Brian Reynolds, I believe, in terms of WRC+. He does it in different ways. He does it through on-base percentage. Yeah, that's a good point. He does it through yeah. on base percentage, and I mean his defense is considerably, yeah. you know, better. Um, so Nimmo signed, signed for eight, eight years at one sixty two, so he's just a shade over twenty million, twenty million two hundred fifty thousand. So, uh, if if you're saying that, if I'm saying that they're roughly equivalent, then let's set aside. Uh, this year, obviously, and just say Reynolds has uh, two more years after this, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, and then so you know you build in twenty and a half million dollars per year for four years, and then um, do a little quick goat math. Let's say he's like something like fourteen and sixteen, maybe so thirty million for his last two years. So. That's, that's going to take, take you to right around uh, six, six years, years for one twelve. Okay. My quick goat math. All right. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that's no. I think that's I think that's in the ballpark affair. I think that's going to get. If the pirates come with that number, it's a yes. I'm I'm certain of that. Like I, I mean, I think, um, you know, looking at my numbers, um, just based on if you project. Reynolds to have about 3.3 wins per season from now until the time he's 33, which I think is a fair number. Um, 
you know, I, I mean, and, and you're valuing it a win at around $9 million, you know, that puts him in the, uh, in the ballpark of like, you know, 30, 130, you know, theoretically. And I think that yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I have, I'm pretty sure that I have, uh, Brendan Nimmo's, uh, contract at about 9 million per season, you know, which is again, some, you know, about ballpark of where, uh, most people have ended up this season. I, I'm, I yeah. can't find the number though. I have no idea why, but, um, you know, so yeah, I, I think that that's, you know, that's still close. I mean, again, he's, he's saying that he's not, you know, looking for a, 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 t- a player for heavy deal. Um, you know, or he's not necessarily looking for something low to his side, but I, I think one twelve is probably split in the middle, you know? Um, so, so it, it, it sounded, sounded like, like he, 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 I know in one of his locker room interviews, he pretty much said, yeah, the numbers that were floated out there yep. in the off season were roughly what they were. So if I remember right, it was like six for 75 is what the pirates offered, which is insane. And, uh, I believe he it was rumored he was looking for something like six for 130. So if you come in at like a six for 112, um, it's definitely leaning more on his side of the ledger. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, that's at least going to get the conversation started. Oh, I think, I think six, one, 12, I think that gets it done. The, the, the problem with that is do the pirates actually offer that number? In terms of, the, the the number of one twelve would they yeah do you think the pirates would actually go that high of guaranteed money for him I don't know I why they would let me put it that okay. way like, like I hate I, hate, I mean I, I, I it's like this small market mentality that we've just been beat into ourselves here but the pirates payroll is in the low sixties correct opening day I think. I think Ethan had him. Ethan uh, has him projected in oh, wait, at wait, least wait. into the seventies for this season. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, seventy-four isn't that yeah. the number? I, I just think saw seventy-three that. or seventy-four is what's sticking yeah. out in my mind. And and, and, and back, back in the days, in the days when we were, were ink stained scribes, scribes on the on the interwebs, you know, we were, we were saying that they should be floating one ten to one twenty, and that was back in twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen. Is when we were talking about those numbers. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, know, you know, there's there's just, just so, so much, much money, money in the game, game right, right now, now. And, and for them, them not, not to be, to be ha- ha- seriously, seriously contemplating, contemplating in the year 2023, 2023 a $100 million, million payroll, payroll is is, is absolute, absolute highway robbery. Um, and it, it, they, they have, have to do something, something sometime. sometime. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying that they, they go... go Eight, eight, nine, nine ten, ten years, years with him. Uh, you know, you take him out to your age 33, 34, somewhere in there. You pretty much accept that you're probably going to have a pretty rough last year, maybe a rough two years. Um, but you've got to do something. You can't just keep doing this. It's, it's not like they have a whole bunch of other great options aside from, hopefully, O'Neill Cruz to spend their money on. You sure. know, I mean, they got a bunch of guys that are on one-year deals, you know, and they don't have a lot of long-term commitments on this team. No, no, they they definitely don't. I mean, they have the the Hayes deals on the on the table. They got to lock somebody else up. 
here soon. I mean, whether it's at Cruz or whether it's Reynolds. Yeah, it's yeah, funny, funny you say that, that because uh, here's, here's a, a bold, bold prediction. prediction. Mark, Mark it down. down. Okay. Uh, by St. Patrick's Day, Day, the Pirates are going to extend a player, but it's but not going to be Cruz or Reynolds. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you do you have a guess as to who it's going to be, or are we? Well, let me again just, just okay. clarify, clarify. This, this is pure, pure speculation. speculation. Uh, okay. No, no insider, insider info on this okay. one. And I would I probably would rank, rank it, it if I'm a betting man. I would rank, rank it as Keller one as okay. the first, first choice. choice. And, and Bednar, Bednar two, 2 as the okay. second choice. Okay. All so, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see Keller. Yeah. yeah. I can definitely see Keller. And, and I mean, you know, I, you know, how long are you thinking? I mean, we don't need to get into the weeds and the numbers with him, but how long are you thinking? Four to Four five, five years. years. Okay. On both, both, on both, both those guys. guys. Okay. I'm, I'm great with that on Keller. I'm not... I'm not huge on extending relief pitchers, but yep, I do yep. like that on Keller for sure. An extra four or five years out of him. It would really solidify the middle of the rotation, that's for sure, um, yeah. you know, moving forward. So, um, so I, I of course, um, have my thoughts on, on the Reynolds contract also. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go with something a little weirder, a little, little more off, the, uh, off the, 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 the radar here. Uh, a little bit more complicated, but I, I think it's something that that I think the Pirates could actually go for, and I think the player could as well. Um, six years, ninety-five million, heavily front-loaded. I mean, we're talking, we're talking twenty and forty-five, or you know, t- uh, twenty plus million the first couple of years, um, and then and then on top of that, heavy incentives. You know, uh, one and a half million if he finishes top three for his position. Uh, in home runs, uh, RBIs or OPS, uh, one you know two and a half million if he finishes in the top five of MVP. So if he goes on a tear um, over the next few years, you know he could very easily get that contract up into the well, not very easily, but he could he could get that contract up into the uh, up over a hundred million dollars. I think no problem. I, I think he's got at least one or two huge seasons, especially if he stays at center field. Like, I think he could definitely be top three uh, in his position for those those stats, um, you know, pretty consistently if he stays in center field. But, again, we've, we've talked a little bit about moving him off, and some of the new minutia that we've seen today out of spring training was uh, that they are giving him some reps and left. Um, but – I, I don't know. Like I said, the you know, player may not go for that. I'm fine with bumping it up about five million, but I don't know if I see the pirates. Whether I agree with you that they can spend it, but the you know, I don't necessarily know if they will commit 112 million to him. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it just hasn't, hasn't been done, done. Uh, before, yeah. before, Ren, uh, before Hayes. Jason, Jason Kendall's record was seven for seventy or six for sixty. And that, and that stood, stood for, that stood for, for what, what, like yeah. 20, 20 years, years literally 20, 20 years? years? Yeah. It was $10 million a season. I can't remember how long it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of going back, back to the Bednar, Bednar thing, thing. Okay. we okay. talked about this on a, on a previous episode. I don't remember which number it was. But uh, I think I tossed out the Emmanuel Clase contract mm-hmm. yeah. of five, five years, years for $20 million. Million. Um, 
as a, as a starting point for what Bednar could get okay. uh, in a deal. So just kind of a little texture of what I was thinking there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and I would go for that real hard if it was five years, 20 million. Like, that yeah. would be, that's an easy yes from, like, everybody except maybe the player. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Do you think, yeah, I mean, I guess he is, he is controlled. <laughs> he's still pre-arb. Yeah. He's still pre-arbitration. He's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got four years of team control. So that's one year free. Actually. Yeah. I think that's, I think that probably gets it done. I, no, I think no. if you're, if, if you're walking away from $20 million and you're a relief pitcher, you're probably, you know, <laughs> you're probably out of your mind a little bit. So yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're right. So five yeah, years, 20 million makes a lot of sense. I'm just I'm looking, just looking up, up there. Uh, Clace has two years of and change, and Bednar has one year of change. So, you know, you, you could, you'd have to probably buy out, uh, you might have to go six years just to get an extra bonus year. So, but I'm saying that five for 20 it gets you started. You know, Emmanuel Place is a pretty good comp for him, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think it's definitely fair. Um, yeah, interesting options though. Um, I I I have a feeling. I do have a weird feeling that this that the Reynolds thing's gonna get done as well too. But I, I agree with you. I could see Keller getting. I I could see both of them getting extended this yeah, this yeah. this season or this this um off season. I think they should really concentrate on Cruz because you know if if they if he blows up this year and. Uh, you know, he's going to be a heck of a lot harder to sign on the cheap. Like right now they've definitely got the sharing the risk thing going. Um, you know, but if he has an, if he has a monster season, his price tag is going to go way, way, way up. Yeah, yeah I, get I get that. that but there's, there's, he's just, just so, so variable, variable that I'm willing to, to see a full, a full, a full you know, 162, 162 games out of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and see where we're at. I just need another data point. Sure. No, and I, I feel you on that. If he goes three wins this season, what do you do? Uh, 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 three wins, wins yeah. yeah. I think, I think you, could you could get him get for a, quote, quote discount. discount. Yeah. Um, um, if he if goes, he goes nuts, nuts and, you know, has a five, six, six win, win season, season, then that's, that's going to be a very difficult conversation, I think. Yeah. And I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, not being overly up, not trying to be like overly optimistic here, but, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm very excited about him. I mean, I'm excited about some of the other players coming up, but I mean, he's the, uh, he's, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we have shiny new toys coming down the pike and, and with Andy and, and all the pitchers and, uh, and, and Henry Davis, but man, <laughs> I don't want to forget about Cruz. He might, uh, he still is the shiniest toy. Yeah. yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say, say he's, he's still, still, still pretty shiny. shiny. All right. Uh, got anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think we really we covered a lot more tonight than I think we expected to. So we got we got into a lot of stuff. So we got into bonus extensions. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It was a, a good episode, though. Yeah. I think. Well, I think I they're think all great. great. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, I'm Kevin Craig. And I'm Steve DiMasselli. And we'll catch catch you next next week. week. Thanks. Thanks.